Oh, whoa. Yeah. Either the Friday chats or Facebook Live. Um, yeah, it's just been quite a bit going on. But here we are, Facebook Live episode number 291, I think it is. <laughs> so, but um, We'll go with it. Yeah, yeah. We'll just go with that. So, Dave, how's your week been, bro? It's been good, man, uh, for the most part. A little mixed bag when it comes to the day job, but that's okay. We've got uh, a lot of changes this year in uh, productivity standards and, and the metrics that they use to uh, yeah. associate, you know, whether you're doing a, a great job or not. So um, it's always a struggle when they uh, introduce new things and then you add all the pandemic stuff. Uh, so it, it's been an interesting time. But on a positive note, a positive note, uh, okay. Law of averages, laws, law of averages uh-huh. says that eventually, if you keep, apply, you keep applying the jobs, you're going to get one. So uh, <laughs> I got referred for a couple more jobs. Uh, I'm not sure how it works uh, with some other businesses, but my corporation that I work for, uh, the first step, well, you apply for a job. And then um, if you make the initial cut, it's called getting referred. And then if you make the second cut, then, you know, you get an interview. So I got referred for two jobs uh, this past week. One would be a promotion and it would take me to Nashville, which would be cool. HR talk would be in three separate states. Pretty much. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. And then the other one would be another lateral move from where I'm at now. Um, But it would be a remote position. So I could could move anywhere. And, And that would be really awesome to be able to travel and still be able to work from different places. So, so, so not not everybody knows this. You, you've had jobs, VA jobs. I believe it, it was either Virginia <laughs> or North Carolina, and then over in. <laughs> so much for the corporation. <laughs> VA Virginia is what I'm talking about, buddy. Come yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. over yeah. over in Virginia, um, over in um, in Salt Lake City. Virginia, North Carolina, and then here in uh, in Florida, right? So you're just going to keep going and just bounce from state to state to see how many states you can work in? Is is that what you're doing? Uh, well, my mom's always said that I'm her gypsy child, and you never know what I'm going to be doing and where I'm going to be. So it kind of fits. Okay. Um, and, and, and offline, you know, we've talked about it. My move to Florida was to get closer to my parents. So uh, they're in eastern Tennessee and and getting up uh, closer to them is, is the the end state when it comes to uh, or the end goal for me trying to um, combine family with you know professional goals and that kind of stuff. Gotcha. So okay. uh, Florida was always going to be kind of like a, a stepping stone to somewhere else. So, okay, but I'm proud of myself. Yeah, I've been here like a year and a half, which I never thought I'd move back here. Period. So. Well, I mean, um, you're 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 an outdoors kind of guy, so I get Salt Lake City. Uh, I flew up there for 2009 to watch the uh, Seminoles be, uh, beat BYU. Did they beat or did BYU beat the uh, the uh, Seminoles? I forgot. Florida State just totally killed them. It was not even close, bro. That I okay. So we got to talk about that. I know, I know, we're deep into the show, but we've got to talk about that experience because that's my first time. Going over to uh, to Salt Lake City, you invited me over there. You're a huge FSU fan. I'm not as much, but I love football, and I went out there to see you. And um, we were driving down the uh, <laughs> the road, and we saw the fu- – I got to find that picture. I am going to put it up on the uh, episode show notes. Uh, we got to find that picture. Um, I found uh, – we, we took a picture of this, I, I guess, with the Jeep Cherokee that had, like, the sign that says Mormonals. Which is a play on Mormons, uh, the uh, 
the uh, big religion over in Salt Lake City and the Seminoles. And for some reason, that was freaking hilarious to us in the uh, in the area that we were in. And I know how you tailgate. You know how I tailgate. We know how each other, you know, how how we have a great time in these college games. But let me tell you, that BYU, that tailgating was was non-existent. And that was a first for me. That was really a first for me because I didn't know that's how they, uh, that's how, that's it. That's just how they rolled up there, but um, it, it's uh, it's radically different for those of you who haven't been to BYU and haven't seen one of those games. This is a beautiful area because I've never been to a game when you have the mountains in the background and the sun shining on it, the evening sun. It was just a great time. And then I think the next day, you and I were trying to find like just a bar to hang out at, and it was a Sunday. And it was so hard finding a place to go just get a beer on a Sunday in Salt Lake City. So it, it, it's it's one of those things that I think we ended up at a uh, at one of those odd bars that nobody just uh, frequents just because it was in a weird district. But anyway, that was just um, our trip to Salt Lake City. You bringing that up kind of brought that flashback. Um, but look, dude, um, this week has been busy for the HR Talk crew. This this weekend. This weekend, JC, the voice of HR Talk, will be in town because next week, JC and I are going to be, and the entire crew, um, I don't think you're going, Dave. We're not there yet. Uh, we're going to Melbourne, Florida for a Space Coast um, HR conference on Wednesday, April 21st. We will be there on Tuesday, uh, kind of setting things up, getting everything ready, and then Wednesday is Go Lights. Um, so uh, exciting time for next week. But that's why right now we're not going to take too much of a deep dive into anything serious. But you did tell me you had a few surprises for me before we started on the show, correct? I did. And let me backtrack just one quick moment. Okay. You know where I will be this coming weekend? Where? I will be at the HR Talk pre-Space Coast production meeting. Ah, that's right. So the whole crew, I mean, the absolute whole crew will be together in one location. And I can't even tell what, what was your wedding was maybe the last time that we all were together at the same time. I think that was the last time. Yeah, that was the last time. Oh, wow. That was seven years ago. Yeah, I think that was seven yeah. years ago. That was the last time we were all together under one roof. Um, so, yeah, that's uh I'm excited for that. That's happening this weekend. So there might be some recordings. There might not be some recordings. There's some things that we have to plan out because uh, with the recent changes that happened with uh, with my uh, with my life and everything happening over at work and the consultancy, there's a lot of changes coming to HR Talk and Bioschool Learning coming this year. So that's some of the things that we are going to be talking about. So I'm really excited for this weekend for that. Really am. Yeah, it's going to be a good time uh, personally and, and professionally for, for all of us. Yeah, and, uh, you know, when the business, uh, you know, uh, heads in a, in a different direction or uh, you're looking towards the future, it is good to look back a little bit as well. Kind of, yeah. uh, you know, take a look at your roots, uh, go back to some, some moments uh, with HR talk. And so that's what I want to do, uh, spend this evening doing and, and just pull some some older clips and uh, see what you have to say about them. Does that work? <laughs> okay. I don't know what you're going to pull, but Roger that let's do this. I'm and, ready to go. and that's the thing for everybody who's out there. He really does not know what, what, uh, what I've been looking at. So the first one is really not that old. It was just from a few weeks ago, but I wanted to give uh, Ricky a chance to maybe speak a little bit uh, more about this. Uh, I guess we could call this situation. Okay. 
I'm ready. So let me, all right, I'm bringing it up now. Can you see that? Yep, I can see it. Okay, perfect. Here we go. Our Easter horse is here to usher in the Easter weekend since uh, there's no real bunny sound effects. <laughs> Welcome the Easter horse. Legend has it the Easter horse in the early hours of the morning, if the kids are very, very good, comes into your backyard and leaves a series of magical presents that the children can wake up and find laid all about. Make sure that you grab your kids early in the morning, traipse around the yard, and see if you can find what the Easter horse left behind. (laughs) Brother, so when the apocalypse finally gets here, and all records of everything is gone. And the only thing future civilization is going to find is this specific show. The legend this is going to be of the, the legend Easter, of the Easter horse. horse. <laughs> be- so that is the first uh, clip. Uh, okay. So why? And, yeah. So why that clip? Why, why does that have to be the first one? Yeah. Why? It seemed like you were holding back, Ricky. Yeah, you didn't really have too much to say about the Easter horse other than, you know, the apocalypse. And uh, so I just wanted to give you the opportunity that uh, to let everybody else know maybe some other thoughts you had on that Easter horse. Okay, I'm going to have you stop sharing then. So, all right, so let's talk about the Easter horse. So, you know, you know, JC, you know that sometimes he does some things and it's that was just so off the cuff and it. Next thing you know, he's telling me, hey, um, I have an idea. Uh, just roll with it. I'm like, shit. Okay, exactly how you just did to me right now. And next thing you know, it, you know me. You know, I don't like to, to, you know, to keep a reins on people, and I don't like to micromanage. So, brother, do your thing, right? So uh, it, it's a, he's, a, he's got a creative gift uh, to do things in the fly. So then he threw that out there, and I'm like, what the hell is he talking about an Easter horse? And then he had these sound effects. He had the sound effect ready to go, ready to shoot. So I don't know how he did that, or I don't know why he put that together. But you know what? What I said is true. If something was to happen, and there is an apocalypse, and, and all all of our historical data is gone, and the only thing they find is that MP3 of that show, I guarantee there will be a religion. There's going to be something of the legend of the Easter horse. Because that, I mean, that's how those things, some of those things do come about. So out of everything we've talked about, Dave, that's the one thing you wanted to bring up, the horse, the Easter horse. Well, you know, hey, from what you're saying, it could be a huge moment in society in the future. You might have thought it was not a big deal and just something funny, but I mean, there could be some some major things happen just because of of that one moment in time with the Easter horse. I got you. Well, you know, it, it's uh again one of those things that I just didn't know that was going to happen. But you're right; it could be one of those things that it could be could become a legend later on. For those of you listening, if in case you haven't noticed, we're not going to talk anything HR. We're going to take it easy this uh, this episode. We're just going to chill, relax uh, because we've. I can't speak for anybody else. I know that I have been busting my behind getting ready for this event next week. Um, so I'm glad we're going this route, Dave. What's the next one? So the next one, we're, we're, we are taking a, a dive back in time. Okay. We're going to go to May 31st, 2020, episode 239. Got and it. the title of that was Marching to the Beat of Your Own Drum with Josh McGowan. Ewan? Oh, I'm not yes. sure how to... Josh McGowan. He is an awesome drummer McGowan. from Buffalo. Yes. Yeah. And he lives in, uh, in Nashville 
now. Right. Or I'm right. assuming he said, at least as of that episode, uh, he still did. So here is the next one. All right. Josh McGowan. I remember that one. McGowan. See, now I'm seeing it wrong. <laughs> Great. But you will so, have- so at what point did you finally meet Fred Thurston and became the founding member of Limp Bizkit? <laughs> Let's get still- to that part of the story. That dude's still around. <laughs> I mean, biscuits are still around. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, um, I never really got to meet that dude, unfortunately. Oh, um, dang it. Yeah, that's a... Uh... That was so it? Fred okay. Durst. Yeah, that, that was so, it. So Fred Durst, Limp Bistigan. Have Have you ever seen Fred Durst in, in person, Ricky? Um. In person, yeah. Close enough to where I could give him a high five, no. Did you or I pay for, for the privilege to see him? Yeah, because I think that was one of the times you and I drove to uh, Atlanta. And uh, we went, okay, so now we're going way back. You uh, you told me, hey, I got tickets to go see uh, Metallica. It was Metallica in concert, right? Um, yeah. And, I was uh, still in Iraq. I didn't even know if I'd be home for the that's right, concert yeah. or not. So uh, you got two tickets, um, and uh, we drove up to Atlanta. And let me tell you, I've never been to a concert like that where normally a concert is like, okay, fine. It's two, maybe two and a half, three hours of one band and a couple of openers. No, but this was a freaking festival, man. It was a, was a Turner Field where the Braves play? It was? Okay. Uh, that, where they, they used to play. Got it. Yeah. So we were there and I'm thinking, all right, it was the uh, Deftones. It was Mudvayne. It was uh, Limp Biscuit and Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. And then finally around 1130 at night after we've been there for like eight hours, Metallica comes on and I am exhausted because that was at a point where I'm obviously I was a lot younger now, but not young enough for me to dwell on those days. And we had quite a journey together. Right. Didn't we? In the hotel we stayed at, didn't we have to cut through a homeless camp uh, to get? And this is way before Uber, way before Lyft. And I know we didn't want to drive too much, but we uh, we cut through a homeless camp, right, to get to uh, Turner Field for the show. So uh, we we were having lunch at the Underground Atlanta, so that Underground Mall, and there was a Hooters there. So we had a bunch of wings. And I, I'm gonna go with it. Probably was my brilliant idea to <laughs> say, "Hey, was. let's just just walk. Let's walk to Turner Field. It can't be that far." Yeah, and it's right, you know, over the junction of I think it's I-85 and I-75, and uh, we're like, "Ah, let's just do it." And uh, we started walking and uh, started to go through like a, this huge homeless encampment, and and a guy actually like stopped us and was like, hey, what are you guys doing? And uh, we're like, going to Turner Field. What about you? Something like that. And he's like, dude, you, you can't go this way. And we're like, it's right over there. Yeah, we can. He's like, no, you won't make it through because you don't belong here. He's like, but I can get you through. And so I don't remember exactly what we paid him, if it was like $10 each or $20 each. <laughs> But what, whatever it was, it was the best money, uh, well or money well spent. Because when he was taking us through those fences, like you know, he's like opening up fences, and we're like, you know, not crawling on our hands and knees, but we're having yeah. to like crouch down and going through all this stuff. And like people would be looking at us, but because we were with him, like we got a pass. 
Yeah, I quickly realized that, yeah, that would have been a bad, bad idea to try to get through uh, um, just by ourselves. All I know, all I know is that I I, I don't remember that. So that must have been an amazing time <laughs> when we started it was a good lunch. And get everything going. Well, yeah, because we started tailgating it during lunch and I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to follow Dave. He knows where we're going. And this is way before GPS were that prevalent on phones. I think we had MapQuest, right? Because that was like 2003, 2004, because she was in Iraq. You came back for this. Oh, oh, three. Oh, three, right? Yeah. So, okay. All right. So uh, I see, I see where you're going with this. What else you got? So what's something else that you really love to, to do? I love to barbecue. Okay. Something other than barbecue. <laughs> Okay, um, I love to barbecue. Uh, I don't know, dude. What else do I like to do other than barbecue? Travel. I travel quite a bit. I go on cruises. Exactly. You go on cruises. Yes. And on that same episode, there was a lot of, of great information about his um, uh, music career <laughs> yes. and how and how after he was done with school, um, he ended up working for several years on um, some different cruise lines and that he actually traveled the whole world um, doing this. So, and so I wanted to go ahead. Well, well, it, it, because we didn't get to really tell the story of Josh, um, because with Josh, how I met him, you know, every year I fly up to to uh, to Buffalo Well, pre pandemic. I fly out to Buffalo to uh, watch the veterans game over at um, at the uh, new era field. Now, back then it was uh um, something different. And, um, he, he came to meet us for, uh, for, for tailgating. We hung out and that's how I met Josh. And I guess him and JC knew each other from way back then. So then he started telling me how he, he lives in Nashville because Nashville is, it's, it really is a Mecca for good, good live music and great food, but he was in a cruise for a while. And that fascinated me because, you know, I love to cruise. You and I talked about that. You love to cruise as well. Actually, you go on more cruises than I do. Cause I go, just to hang out with the family, you go for seven no seven eleven. Listen to me, four eleven concerts. Why did I say seven eleven? For three eleven, three eleven. I even said it wrong. So three eleven concerts because they have these concerts and you go have a great time with them. But uh, I found his story fascinating because I I I'm always interested in seeing what what makes a person tick to say you know what be outside of the military. I have this gift, this talent, where I can play music, I can beat these drums and make a great melody come out of it, a great beat or rhythm come out of it. I want to hop on a cruise ship and meet people from all over the world and just showcase that talent. And to me, I found that story fascinating. So it's interesting you brought that one up because I loved that interview. And I think he's listening right now. I got to reach out to him and say hello to see if he'll come back on the show. I'd be great to have him back on. Um, so yeah, cruising, uh, real quick, if 311 isn't your jam, you don't like that type of music, but you do love music and you do, do love cruising. Yes, there is a way to combine the two. And, uh, there's one, uh, one business that, that I've worked with that, uh, I highly recommend you can look, uh, look up their website and it's a production company out of Atlanta. And it's www.sixthman, so S-I-X-T-H-M-A-N.net. And you go on their website, check out all the different cruises that they have. Um, and it really is an awesome time. They're a, a fantastic company to, uh, to work with as far as a, a vacation. And, and I'm telling you, you, you think of the music, they're probably going to have a cruise for it. And I'm talking about like a Kiss cruise, a blues cruise. Um, Sister Hazel, 
Uh, it goes on and on and on, all different types of cruises. They've even done like a Turner Classic Films cruise before. Um, what? So, yeah, I, hey, that's not one I went on, but hey, look, look, <laughs> yeah, right. different different strokes for different so, folks. So, so Dave, so part of your intern responsibilities now is going to be um, uh, me teaching you the process of sending six-man productions a bill for us uh, promoting them on the show. So now they're going to get a bill <laughs> because we promoted them. I didn't know that they did cruises for Turner Classic music, uh, no, movies, right? That's what you said. It was, it was a one-time thing. I oh, haven't okay, seen them okay. do another one. So. Yeah, so, but hey, even better, even better than sending them the bill. Like, what if, what if, uh, maybe we could get like a free drink credit for the whole cruise <laughs> and just go on one of their cruises, or just go on one Doesn't of their cruises, and we'll be the official podcast for the cruise. Oh, imagine the interviews! Imagine the interviews we could get on that cruise. So look, I I am proud of the brand that we've built. I'm proud of the uh, the type of following that we've had, and I know we're PG thirteen slash rated R. I don't know if, <laughs> if that's going to be everybody else's cup of tea because I know what happened on those cruises. I know that people start getting crazy. People start waking up in rooms that they don't have no idea how they got there. So you know what? I changed my mind. I think that would be an amazing idea, Dave. I think we should do that, and you should work on that. I'm pretty sure uh, JC has a, the ability to bleep things out if if need be if you know it can't get spliced. It'll be or more what, bleeps what than not. <laughs> that's yeah. the case. Beep, beep, beep. Yep. Awesome. All right. All right. What so else you got? You ready for this next one? Yeah. Yeah. I like this. Okay. This is fun. It's fun. So, so what's the craziest thing you've seen? below deck where all the employees and all the crews i know you guys have some crazy parties man i know you do don't say you don't (laughs) you got video let's see the video you're on it man like we partied in the engine room before like in uh, the engine room sick things where it's just uh cabin parties and you have to keep in mind that a guest cabin is one thing, but a crew cabin is a bunk bed. And then you take three steps over and you're in your bathroom where you can do everything from one standing position. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> you could just do it from bed, if anything. Man, but I don't want to get up. <laughs> <laughs> awesome aim. We've jammed like 15 people in there drinking, smoking cigarettes, hanging out, that. and just getting Wow. Stupid. And then. So, <laughs> I, forget about, I forget about that story. And look, you've been on those cruises, Dave. You know, you know how small those rooms are for the regular person, the cheapest one, and let alone the crew and the entertainers. And hell, we've been on a ship on a, on the USS Nassau in the Marine Corps, so we know how cramped people can get on those ships, right? Absolutely. I mean, I believe um, our immediate area when we were on the on the Nassau was was sixteen. I believe it was. It was four, four high on each side, and then there was, you know, two sets. Um, so it was 16 people. Just imagine fitting, like, 20 to 30 people in that small area partying. Like, that's what I envision, you know, him talking about on, on a, a cruise ship. But did you hear what he said, though? Fifteen. They crammed 15 people in there in those small areas just for a party, smoking, jamming. And I'm thinking, smoking? I thought you could have smoked inside the ship, but okay, fine. Uh, 
I, it's, I'm assuming that happens quite a bit because, you know, uh, um, I can only imagine um, we can't compare it to, to the military for obvious reasons, but I can only imagine for the folks who are from different countries. Right? Uh, because that's why I love cruising. There's people from all over the world, um, and I, I, I just love to explore different cultures, and, and they're hard workers. And for them to be confined to those spaces and not being able to see their families, I'm pretty sure that has to be rough on them. Um, so I guess they have to find different ways to entertain themselves and pass that time. Um, not that I want to get into that in this show, but I, do, I did see a story. Uh, about a month ago, because with the pandemic, with everything that happened and shutting down the cruise industry, that the suicide rates for the crew was going through the roof because um, it's 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 I don't know if it's because the, it was boredom or what was happening, but because they weren't working. I mean, they were on ships, so they were being paid. I don't think they were being paid as much as they normally would have because nobody's there to give them tips. And I don't know if if um, the organization is compensating them for that. Um, but I did see that uh, times are tough for some of those folks, and suicide rates started to go high, pretty high. So they had to address that. Um, not to bring the show down, but that's uh, that's uh, something that um, I did read, and my heart goes out to them. It it, it really does because um, something like that, especially being in the pandemic, not knowing what's happening at home, um, it, it, I'm pretty sure that falls uh, heavy on on some of those minds and emotions. So most definitely, because, you know, think about uh, at least on the cruises that I've been on, um, you know, there are a lot of people, a lot of the workers on, on these cruise lines are from um, what Eastern European countries, uh, also a lot of people from the Philippines, yeah. um, because, you know, that's a way that they can make uh, a lot more money than where they they live and where their families are. And, you know, they are gone for months and months at a time from their family and they're just shipping that money home so that they, they can have a decent living. So then take that away. Um, oh, man, that, that's that's got to be, you know, heartbreaking and, and really hard. Where, where do they go? Like, what do they do uh, when you take that away from them? Well, so that's the thing, uh, hearts, you know, out, hearts out to those absolutely. Uh, people in their situations. And, and just, just, just to put that HR piece to it, um, this is where the employee assistance program comes into play. And I know a lot of organizations, they, they, they balk at that benefit. And I know, I know a lot of organizations that don't do a good enough job to promote that benefit and to take away some of the stigma because some of the stigma that that benefit gets at work is that if I call, people are going to think I'm crazy and I have issues and my boss is going to find out about it. None of that is true. None of it. Your boss is not going to find out. Now, yes, the organization does know how many people that um that use that service but they don't have names and they have to know how many people because they have to know that they're getting a good return on the investment for getting that benefit but it's so much more than actually it's it's not even about people that are crazy or thinking that you're crazy it's about mental health it really is about mental health it's about emotional health and it's about financial health and even it's not just for you anybody and most most programs are like this anybody that lives in your household whether they are on your benefits or not they do qualify for that benefit as long as you have it and they live with you in that household it really is a benefit for the employee and the reason i'm harping on that right now is because i just finished doing 
and interview, I'm not going to give it away, is for a future Friday chat. And I spoke to an expert in that field. And the conversation got deep. And I really appreciate all the time and effort she put into her career to help people with 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 their mental health and emotional health. So that's that interview is coming up in just a couple of weeks. So I'm not going to give it away. Uh, but yeah, so with that said, Dave, what else you got? Uh, I look forward to that interview as well, because uh, obviously I know who that person is yes, and, <laughs> and just an, an amazing human being. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm so glad that, that she's continued to work in a field um, where she can utilize, utilize her gifts to, uh, to her, her uh, biggest potential. That's right. Uh, she's helped me out considerably over the years. So uh, props, props to her. Uh, should we continue on uh, Let's down do- the road of, storytelling let's do one more let's do one more i like this oh hey we, we got to do more they can't be just one it's got to be at least two okay we got time so let's do two more i'm good with that okay perfect all right oh you got it oh there we go that's still josh i know these are almost all from his oh got episode. it got it got it okay there was just so oh, much man it's yeah, I think it's different than any other HR experience you'll have because you're living with the people on the ship that are that actually true. in HR. So you're not getting away from each other regardless of whatever meeting you just had. Um, I'm going <laughs> to later on after he's just, you know, told me that I might be getting, maybe getting fired for smoking a cigarette in a place I shouldn't be smoking ah, a cigarette. Uh-huh. And hopefully we have a laugh at it, but, you know, sometimes you don't <laughs> Could you imagine if Josh and I worked together at, at one of the cruise ships? I'd call him into the office. I'm like, Josh, I'm going to have to put you in a final written warning for your drunk and disorderly content last night. Ricky, you were with me. <laughs> You're the reason why I was drunk and disorderly. Yeah, but this is about you, not about me. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one, too. <laughs> but you bring up some good points, though, with, with fraternization. You yeah. know, uh, what, what are some suggestions uh, that you could give to uh to viewers uh when it comes to like fraternization and, and how to not take things too far or put yourself you know in a, in a bad situation as a as a leader or you know a, a manager you know you've got to be friendly with your staff you've got to you know uh, get to know them but to, to to ride that fine line you know how, how do you do that oh man it, it's obviously it's a lot easier said than done um in i I approach my field, I approach my job differently than other people in my same field. Um, almost, I teeter that fine line of, all right, am I having way too much of a good time doing HR or not? And it, it's not everybody's cup of tea. And I say that because that, to me, the biggest thing in human resources is building relationships, right? And the only way you can build relationships, if if you get friendly with people, you, you, you be a human being, not a robot, where you just go down a checklist, what's your birthday, what's your favorite color, what's this, what that, right? But if you really get to know who they are as a person, you really get to know their family, you really get to know what makes them tick. The key is, however, that no matter how you approach on building the foundation of that relationship, you've got to remember your position. You've got to remember that, yes, they are a friend, but the friend comes second to you being HR or their boss. So I've heard a lot of people say is it's don't go to work to get friends. Go to work and get a paycheck and go back home. Well, that's bullshit, right? It, it, it's you got to talk to people. 
You got to have some kind of relationship if you want to. If you don't want to, that's fine. Go go that route. But my it, it, it's how I run things and how I build relationships is by doing just that. Getting to know people, having a good time, hanging out with them. If you if you are if you are that HR person that's an extrovert and you like to hang out with people and you like to be that social butterfly, do so. But do so in a way that is inclusive to everybody you work with. You can't have favorites. You cannot have favorites at all. If you invite if you invite your favorite person to work with at the office, you also have to invite that person you can't stand. And in my perception, if you don't no, exactly right, because then then you get hit for fraternization, you get hit for nepotism, you get hit with 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 all of those things real quick in my last job, actually, um, uh, when I was working with transform um, or Sears, um, one of the ways that 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 they incentivize people when they uh, they give them an incentive for a job well done is they send them on a ship trip. They call it a ship trip. You either spend five days at a resort in the Caribbean and a resort in, in Cancun, Mexico, or in this particular um, uh, situation about two years ago, we all went on a cruise. We all went on a cruise, and let me tell you, I had a blast. I went on two ship trips. One of them, we went to Mexico. My wife came with me the, uh, the first time, all expenses paid. And the second time, our son came with us, and we went on a cruise, and we had a blast. And one of the things that I have to remember is be careful how hard you party. Because let me tell you, Dave, I party like nobody's business. <laughs> I really did. Because look, the uh, back then, the, the, the chief executive officer, she decided to say, look, we're going to send you on this trip and we're going to pay for all you can drink drink packages. I'm like, ah, wait a minute. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> can I get a limit, please? Can you... Can you- Impose a limit on me. <laughs> so I got my boss in the room. We had a conversation with the big boss, and I'm like, "Look, I get what you're doing. I appreciate you trying to um, you trying to show these guys a great time in their families. Let's think about the implications of you buying the all you could drink package for these folks." And she's like, "Ricky." it's what's the worst that can happen? I'm like, oh my goodness. All right. So I don't know. Somebody can fall overboard, right? Somebody can do something crazy. Somebody can, somebody can miss the boat. And this was, this trip was about a month after the video came out of that guy that jumped off the balcony in the Bahamas off the uh, Royal Caribbean cruise. And, when that happened, as soon as I saw that clip, I sent it to the big boss, and I'm like, this is what could happen, right? <laughs> Please don't do that. She did it anyway. I'm like, all right, I'm going to have a blast then, and I did. So um, to answer your question, the best advice I can give, Dave, and, 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 and this is a good way to bring that up, is um, go ahead and be personable with people. Have a good time. Go out. Go have a great time with them. But if you do for one person, you have to do it for everybody and remember you are a boss first a friend second always remember that so drink packages for everyone or no one it, it, correct yeah drink packages for, well no for no one <laughs> for no one if they want to do it on their own that's fine and if they get in trouble for whatever reason that's fine we didn't finance that right so they can't come back on us i always get to keep that hr hat on so that was hard to do some of the stories yeah, I remember you telling me some stories um, with with that business. You would have to go. I think it was out to Texas, if I'm not mistaken, to yeah. like a headquarters. Yes, and they would uh, they would do some like social uh, social things with uh, baseball games, 
And like the first couple of times you're like, Oh, I've been like trying to be all proper and like, you know, just a few <laughs> sips here and there. And you saw like how, how, uh, uh, how much some of these guys partied and, and nope. finally you were like, okay, you, I, I'm good. I tell you, it wasn't Texas. It was Chicago. It was the corporate headquarters. We were, we, we went to Chicago and it was an HR conference out of all things. Um, went to Chicago and, um, they paid for us to take the bus. Well, actually, okay, I take it back. It was, it was, um, Hoffman, which is about, an hour outside of Chicago. They pay for all of us to take up the, uh, a charter bus, drink food, everything to go to, to, um, Wrigley field. Um, but not Wrigley field, right. Uh, where the cups play. If you watch the cups play back then, they had these buildings in the back of the stadium, right. That you could in that building, you can see the actual game. And we started going into that building because I heard we're going to a baseball game, but we weren't going inside the field. We started going into this building. And I quickly realized they rented the whole building for us. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. They rented the whole building for us. We're going upstairs to the to the rooftop, and there's food, there's drinks. One of the recruiters got lost because he met somebody online, and he went with her, and we couldn't find him, and he no longer works there. It's It was his big thing. But that's when I realized, wow, this company, they really take care of their people. They really do. And and I've never – I've been to with other organizations, but I've never seen an organization to really pull out all the stops for their associates. And you could tell why it's working. Yes, Transforming Sears are not – they don't have a good brand name right now, but where they lack in brand name – Boy, let me tell you, they really made it up for the people, and that's why people stuck around for 40, 50 years. Remember, I had a boss. Be, before my, my, my previous boss, I had a boss that, um, that, was, that, that celebrated her seventh year anniversary when I was born. She hates when I say that story. Wow. Right? So that tells you how much they really take care of their folks. So, yeah, boy, you took me back with that one. You did. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to skip over a couple. Uh, I'll share. I'll share those with you later uh, offline. But okay. I have one last one. It's short, but I've I've got to end it with this one. I can't okay. leave this one out. Okay. Gotcha. Go ahead. And while Dave brings that up, hey, there we go. You so 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 we're switching. We're going a little further back. We're going to episode two thirty one. Okay. April fifth of twenty twenty. And this is managing your workforce during COVID nineteen. Mark Kluger, official guest. That's right, Mark Kluger. Yeah, you ready? Yep. Gentlemen, that we have today, we have Joe Exotic on. You're killing me. He's got the COVID nineteen. They just transferred him to a new hospital. Oh. Yeah, well, no, did. yeah, no, it's okay. Well, the HR talk. The intern tweeted that out this oh, morning. Yeah, there's oh a whole lot going God. on. You have to pull that up. But really. That was so, it, Dave. I, I know. <laughs> so no, here you hear my questions though. I, I know it'd probably be better to ask JC these questions since it was him on there. Okay, but he's not with us tonight, and so really, you've got to answer for uh, for HR talk. Okay. and I'm just going to ask point blank. I was under the suspicion that I was the first intern of HR talk. <laughs> so are you telling me? Are you telling me that there used to be another intern? And if so, what happened to them? Did they even ever make it on the air? Please. We all want to know, especially me. So I'll tell you this. You are the first intern that made it on the air. 
<laughs> so we've had other interns. Um, they've 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 worked out pretty much. Uh, they they did a great job with social media. They they did a great job behind the scenes, but they just never never made it on the air. And either they've left on their own because they had other things going on, or um, we said, yeah, this is not going to work, man, because they. They come on the show, they work on the show, and they think this is a nice and proper HR show, which is not, right? It is a show about human resources, but it's a show about human resources for where where, where we don't have to dance around to be not too politically correct, but we're, we're having real conversations that real people are having, right? Nobody has a conversation at home about what happened at work, and they speak languages that you find in a union contract or a legal um, uh, case or anything for that matter. So yeah, we've had previous interns. They've come and gone, but you are the first one to actually make it on the air. So congratulations, Dave. It makes me feel good. I'm gonna I'm gonna pat myself on the back. Eh, you're still in your 90 episode. day, man. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, maybe, maybe they didn't make it to their 90s, and I'm doing good. Nah. Or or maybe they didn't they didn't have that uh, weekly uh, review with their manager at the time. And nah. that's why they didn't work oh. out. And, and I am. So things are going pretty good. See, see, there you go. So, and, and remember, if you make it to United of day, we're going to have a big celebration, brother. We're going to have a big celebration. Not at Azteca. Why not? Why not? I love that place, dude. Come on. Or Disney. Maybe we can sneak go into there the Disney. next night. Well, that's true. So, anyway, so, so those are the clips I have. Um, it, it's been fun for me doing this, uh, taking a step up and kind of, you know, Hey, these are the ones that we're going to um, look at and, and sharing the screens and that kind of stuff. And uh, it also, uh, other than the fact that it was fun, it was cool to see how like a lot of these situations, these talks can segue back into HR some, somehow. So it's not just, it's either HR or it's fun. You really can mix the two and 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 learn at the same time. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, and 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 thank you for saying that because it's um one of the things that I my my number one goal, whether it's on this show, my consultancy company, or my students, where 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 I teach, is look, it, it, HR does not have to be dreadful. It doesn't have to be dreadful. We already have that stigma where as soon as we walk into a room, oh, there's the Green Reaper or there's there's somebody here either to fire somebody, investigate somebody, or just tell us how we can't do something. And I don't like that stigma. Somewhere along the lines, people forgot that we're there to be a partner. People forgot that we're there to help the organization go from A to B. We're not there to fight. Um, so I'm 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 proud the way the show is going and the way the direction the consultancy and the show is going in. Um, I'm perfectly okay if we're not everybody else's cup of tea. And I, I was having this conversation with a former colleague last week uh, because uh, that person made a comment and said, look, it's, aren't you worried that how, how you and JC and um, uh, co- come across in the show, it might affect your, your consultancy. And I asked her, what do you mean, am I worried? And she said, well, you know, you do cuss sometimes and you talk about some things that are not very HR-ish. And how you, JC, and I had that, 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 that candid conversation yeah. because you had that concern as well. And Absolutely. I, to- I told her the same thing I told Julian. It's, you know, if, if somebody sees or hears what we do and they're either offended by it, because obviously – we're not trying to offend anybody or they're put off by how we come across and they're not a client. That's not a client that, that, that I should be working with. And, and I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly okay with that because I know my niche Uh 
and I know what kind of uh, of feel, what kind of brand I'm looking for, and I'm perfectly okay if that's not everybody else's cup of tea. Um, so you brought that up before somebody else brought that up and it's a legitimate uh, question. It's a legitimate concern, but, um, we, the direction we're going, um, is the direction where I envision HR to be later on, which is going to be not that department that stifles everything. And it's not that boring department. Look, we're at work for at least eight hours a day. Let's have a great time with it, <laughs> right? Because then that then if you're happy at work with everything that's happening, you're happy at home. If you're happy at home, you get a great night's nice sleep. You get a great night's nice sleep. You perform even better at work. It's a really good cycle to have. Whereas if it was negative, it's a negative cycle that completely eats away at your soul. So with that Ooh. said... Huh? Any, any final thoughts? Final, fi- yes. final thoughts? Uh, adios for the night? I, I appreciate you throwing these at me. I was not expecting that. I know, yes, we did have a, we did have a production meeting, and you're like, hey, I got some surprises. Do you mind if we keep it that way? I'm like, absolutely, bro. Throw it at me. So um, I did have some things I did want to talk about, but wh- as soon as you said that, I'm like, you know what? Let's have a great time. Let's not talk shop. Let's just banter back and forth because next week is going to be a big week. So I really do appreciate that. But my final thoughts is, you know, when when especially now, um, with the uh, pandemic still happening. I hate to bring up the the uh, pandemic, but even with the pandemic still happening and what I've been saying for the past three years still stands. If you are in a position of leadership and you're in a position of, of influence, yes, you are responsible for that associate's performance, but more importantly, you're also responsible to make sure that associate has everything he or she needs to be to feel safe at work, to be able to exhibit those tools they need to be successful at work, but even more importantly, to be to to be emotionally, mentally calm at the office. If you're able to create that culture of trust and that culture of safety at work, you as a leader, you, you're going to have some employees that are going to stick with you for the long run. And and what I'm talking about is is those leaders who you've heard that saying a uh, 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 Dave shit rolls downhill, right? I'm talking about those leaders that when the shit starts rolling down and it has nothing to do with their associates, they stop it and they stop it right there. And then they, they don't let that hit their associates if they don't have to. And that and that is that protective barrier that a, a leader should have for their associates. So my, my final thoughts is um, if you're in that position, make sure you watch out for your associates because, damn it, they watch out for you. So what about you? You know what? I think that's an amazing way to uh, end the show right there. No final <laughs> thoughts from it, Dave, the intern. Oh, come on, Dave. You was a leader. You was a leader in the military. You still are a leader in the military, and you are a leader at work. And you were, even back when you worked at the resorts. Uh, it, so I'm sure you've seen things like that happen. And we will save that for another episode. <laughs> Got it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the show. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you sticking with us, this uh, this off-topic HR talk show. Um, we might see you live with all, everybody, the whole crew from HR Talk um, next Wednesday. We don't know yet. That might happen, that might not, but uh, we're still working on that. But on behalf of Dave the Intern, JC is somewhere up north, I don't know what the hell he's doing, and myself and everybody from the HR Talk Podcast crew, thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Have a good one.